Blog Talk Radio. Mommy, I hear the baby crying. Help me, all the words she's implying. Where have I been while my world has been dying? Lord, teach me how to pray. Oh! 
His praises One day when sin was as black as could be Jesus came forth to be born of a virgin Dwelt among men, my example is He The Word became flesh and the light shined among us His glory Rising, he just is free me for. 
Lord, we say, how lovely is
and all who were thirsty and all who are weak come to the fountain and if you are
All right, well, welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog, and I'll be hosting the show tonight. Just want to thank those of you that have been praying for us and standing in the gap, sending support in, and just uh, standing with us to believe that God is going to do what he says. We do. We, We know that God says he'll cover the earth with his glory, with the knowledge of his glory, just like the waters cover the sea. We believe God is pouring out his spirit to the north, to the south, to the east, to the west. That is revealing himself to the hearts of men, the hearts of women, people who are seeking truth, people who are seeking for the living God. He's faithful. He's faithful. So let's pray. Father, we just give you praise tonight. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that you're a faithful God. And Lord, we do. We say, come, Lord Jesus. Come. Come, Holy Spirit of God. And touch the hearts and the lives, the minds, the bodies of men, women, and children tonight, Father. Reveal yourself as a loving Father. Reveal yourself as a healer. Reveal yourself as a Savior. Reveal yourself as a provider. Lord, we thank you, Father God, for for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing. Father, we just give you the praise and the glory and the honor. Lord, we just ask your will be done tonight. Your kingdom come tonight. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So we have some prayer requests come in. And you know, like we like to do, we like to pray on this show. We're dedicated to prayer and the worship of the Lord. Really want to see God's presence touch homes and marriages and lives, families, children, businesses, churches, neighborhoods. So you know, God is a healer. Whether your issue is a emotional or mental issue or it is a physical health issue or maybe it's a relational issue. Maybe it's a financial issue. Whatever your issue, whatever your problem, whatever challenge that you're facing, God is a provider. He's the one that can turn it around. So we've got different needs that we want to just lift up tonight. Different people we want to lift up tonight. And so, you know, as we do, we won't be giving out last names. But you know, the Lord knows who they are. The Lord knows what's going on to the details. And we just pray for grace. And so as you think about it, maybe you're tuned into the show live. Maybe you're hearing it by archive. There's no distance in prayer. And there's no prayer too small or too short or too non-traditional or non-religious that God doesn't. He hears the heart. God hears our heart. So let's pray. So, you know, we, we have a friend of ours named Valerie. And we just want to lift her up. The enemy has been attacking her in her body, uh, in her stomach and her esophagus, having some issues there. But, you know, God is a healer. 
God is a faithful God, and his covenant for his children is healing and wholeness. And so for those of you that have faith to believe for Valerie tonight, for those of you that want to stand in the gap for Valerie and her family and her health and what's going on in her life, just join us in prayer. Lift her up when you think about her. If she comes to your mind, lift her up to the Lord. So, Father, we just lift up Valerie to you tonight, Lord, and her family and her husband, Father, her children, her household. Father, we say, Lord, infiltrate that household with your spirit. Infiltrate their lives with your Holy Spirit. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you would cover Valerie right now by your presence, Lord, and heal her from the top of her head to her feet. Father, we rebuke all plans of the enemy over her body, over her mind, over her spirit, over her peace, what's trying to rob her from peace, what's trying to rob her from good health. We rebuke it now and say you have no authority in Jesus' name. No weapon for profession against Valerie is going to prosper. Every tongue that rises up against her will be condemned. And the lies of the enemy, we say, will stop now. And in Jesus' name, we speak wholeness to you. We speak to that stomach. We speak to that esophagus. We speak to your body. And we tell you to be healed in Jesus' name. To be whole and to function properly the way that God created you to function in Jesus' name. Father, we declare that you are the healer tonight, and we thank you for it. We thank you that Valerie is walking in divine health, Lord, that it was finished at the cross, that by your stripes, by the blood of Jesus Christ, she is healed. And we thank you, Lord, that your blood is speaking tonight. We thank you, Lord God, that you're touching hearts, and not only for Valerie, but for her household. Not only for her household, but, Father, for those that are sick in their bodies tonight, Lord. We pray healing and wholeness. Father, we declare, Lord God, your word is health to our bones. Your word is life to our flesh. Your word, Father God, has a ability to transform and make new. Father, you're a creative, miracle-working God. So, Lord, we just call upon you tonight, creator God, miracle maker, healer, Lord, turn it around for those that are listening tonight that need a, a touch from your spirit of their bodies, those that need your Holy Spirit to encounter them. Father, we just speak to everybody right now, Lord, and we say be whole, be healed, be delivered, be free. We speak to every mind right now and say, in Jesus' name, we cast down every vain imagination, every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and declare that those that are listening tonight have the mind of Christ. Those that are standing in the gap for their loved ones, their loved ones have the mind of Christ. Those that are standing in the gap for somebody, that somebody tonight is being renewed in, the, in their thinking, being renewed in their mind, being renewed in their emotions. We thank you for healing and all of us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you have prayer requests, if you're looking for intercessors, you're looking for somebody to stand in the gap, to stand with you in prayer, send in your prayer request. Send in an email to prayerinternational at gmail.com. Go to the website, 
prayerinternational.org. Put in prayer requests. Check out the chat room. Call in, 619-638-8458. Whatever the situation, get, get a hold of us. Let us know how we can pray. There's no distance in prayer. God honors the prayers of his people. In fact, many times, things in our lives, God uses, okay, not that he enjoys when we're sick, not that he likes it when we struggle and go through things. He does not. He does not. The Bible says all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purposes. And if you'll just allow God to take your crisis and just ask God to show you where your opportunity is in the midst of the crisis. Ask God to take your problem and bring you a solution, not only to yours, but maybe something that will solve problems for others. And ask him, Lord, open my eyes. Lord, show me. We need to pray. We need to pray. And we know prayer is asking and seeking and knocking because for years we've been taught that. We've, for years many of us have done that. Prayer is believing in faith and putting your faith and confidence in God and then asking and seeking and knocking. But God says, if you ask, you shall receive Why? Because you ask in Jesus' name, according to the Father's plan, according to the Father's heart and his will, his purposes. And if you believe and ask anything in his name, it shall be done and you shall receive, the Bible says. So prayer isn't just believing, but it is receiving. Prayer is not just your word going out to God, but it's God's words coming back to you. It's not your spirit being lifted up to God, but it's God's spirit being poured out down to you. It's not you bringing your presence into the Lord only, but it's God's time to bring His presence into your life. You see, in the kingdom, it's a give and take. You freely receive so you can freely give. You draw near to God and He draws near to you. It's ebb and flow. It's give and take. It's a two-way street. You know, sometimes prayer is just waiting in the presence of God, waiting for an answer, waiting for His impression, waiting for His leading, that tugging. And then sometimes prayer is asking and bringing your request to God. Sometimes it's agreeing with God and speaking what God is speaking and getting the word of God in your mouth. Speaking into your situation, speaking to your mountain, declaring and decreeing what the Lord is saying to you. See, prayer takes on many facets and many different areas, many different ways. But it's all encountering God, encountering His presence, connecting connecting with God.
So God's looking. He's looking for those that will reach. He's looking for those that will humble themselves and make a decision that they can't do it in their own strength. They can't do it in their own wisdom. They can't do it in their own purposes and plans. That's why when we pray, Jesus told us, don't ask for your your deal. Don't ask for your will or your purposes or your kingdom to be established. But you ask the Father for his will, for his plans, for his purposes, for his deal. Why? Isaiah 55 tells us, the Lord says, my ways are higher than your ways. That's just like the heaven is higher than the earth. God's thoughts are higher than your thoughts and higher than my thoughts. The wisdom of God is is more than the foolishness or even the wisdom of man. Yet the world looks at the wisdom of God and calls it foolish. You know, for people that are perishing, it's hard for them to receive this gospel with joy. But to the people that believe, it's life and peace. We need to get to a place where we begin to take God at his word. We begin to align ourselves with what heaven is speaking. Constantly, you go throughout your day, go throughout your week, go throughout your daily grind. And there's so many things competing for the voice of God, competing with the voice of God, competing for your time and your attention and your affection and your finances or whatever you got. It just wants to pull on you and draw you away from the things of God, draw you away from the plans of God. That's why Jesus said, look, my sheep hear my voice because they know me and I know them. He says, this deal is relational. It's not just ceremony. It's not just ritual. It's not just going through the motions. But God wants you to go from ritual to relational. So many times we go to our church services, we go to these meetings, we go to these Bible studies, and everything is ritual. Everything is traditional. Everything is formulated. But God wants you to go from ritual to relational and from formulated to foundational. Because only if your foundation is secure, truly rooted and grounded in not the things of God, but in God himself. You see, for so long we're told to meditate and get founded in the things of God rather than God. That's our problem. That's the problem in the church. That's the problem with denominations. That's the problem with doctrine. There's nothing wrong with doctrine in and of itself. But the problem with doctrine is if it's not pointing you to an experience with God, then what is it doing? 
because there's many documents, many scripts, many books, many teachings, many religions that point to ritual, that point to tradition, that point to morality, that point to good works. But there's only one religion that points you to a relationship with a living God, a living Christ. And it's not even about being religious. As much as it is getting to know who God is, getting to know someone. This someone's name happens to be Jesus. The way you get to know him is by his spirit that is in the earth today. The Holy Spirit is moving around the earth. He's running around the earth doing the Father's business. Jesus, sitting at the right hand of the throne of God, is sitting, making intercession for you, making intercession for me. He's praying for us. He's constantly going before the Father as our advocate, as like our lawyer, pleading our case before God. Pleading our case, saying, look, it's it's been taken care of. The ransom's been paid. The debt's been taken care of. The curse has been broken. Why? He paid it in his blood. That's why he said it's finished. It was settled in heaven on that day. We need to get to a place where we remember that's why on that day, that Passover night, when Jesus sat with the disciples, he held up that what we call matzah or the Passover bread. He said, this is my body, which is broken and given for you. Held up the the cup with the wine in it. He said, this is my blood, which was shed for you. And do this as often as you can do this in remembrance of me. Well, he wasn't talking about just going through the ritual of communion, what we call communion. But he wanted us to have something to relate to. He wanted us to have something to point to and bring us to a place where we're, we remember what he did and we're thankful for what he did. And we don't take for granted what he did that day on that cross. That day when he went to hell. Or especially that day when he took the keys from hell and then he rose again from the grave and now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. But it doesn't stop there because he's going to come back. And for so long we want to equate Jesus to some baby in a manger or some baby in the arms of a a woman that we portray as Virgin Mary or some broken man that's on a cross or some crucifix we see with a little little Jesus on a cross. No. That's not who he is. He's the intercessor that's sitting at the right hand of the throne of God now, standing in the gap for you. Standing in the gap for me. And soon, he will be the soon coming king. And when he comes back, he'll split the skies. He'll have fire in his eyes and his hair like wool. And there'll be a legion of angels behind him. And his vesture will be dripped in blood. And he'll be looking for his people.
Yeah, we need to remember that day. We need to be thankful for that day. We need to have something we can relate to and, and associate with and identify with so that we can remember what he's done and that it's finished. And the life that we now live, we live by the faith in the Son of God because of what he's done and because of who he is. And so we take communion to remember what the blood has done, what the blood has accomplished, what the blood is still accomplishing because he, his blood is still speaking a new and better covenant than that of Cain and Abel. Listen, when that blood was shed, when Cain and Abel were together and one was killed by his own brother, that blood cried out. For justice, that blood when it hit the ground, it cried out. It said, "God heard." As soon as the blood was shed, He heard. There's something that takes place when blood is shed, and heaven hears, and heaven knows. Listen, when the blood of Jesus was spilled, heaven heard. When Jesus cried out, "Father, forgive them," they don't know what they do, and He said, "It's finished." He wasn't talking about His life. But he was talking about our lives. Our lives are finished. And it's time to resurrect a new power and have a new life in Christ. To be born anew, be born again, be a new creation, a new creature. And old things are passed away and all things become new. God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Will you not perceive it when it springs forth? And sometimes we need to realize God is doing his thing. We need to get on board with it. And so, we need to pray. We need to stand in the gap. Listen, that's our access. That's our entrance is the blood of Jesus We can come boldly before the throne of grace. We can come boldly before the throne of grace, not because of our strength, not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. Because of what he's done. It's finished. Let's remember. Let's identify with him. Let's find our identity in Him. Let's not find out stuff about God. Let's not talk about the things of God. Let's talk about God. Let's find God. Let's find out more about God. Let's actually encounter and experience God. That's why we have the written word. Just identify with those that The Bible says, through faith and patience, inherited the promises of God. We can identify with the the Moseses and the Abrahams and the Davids and the Sauls and the Peters and the Pauls. Why? Because those men had living encounters with a true living God. And it was important enough to write about it. Why? For our sake. 
so that we can identify, we can look to the promise that wasn't just for it just wasn't just for the Jews, it wasn't just for the Gentiles, it wasn't just for the people in the book, it was for me and you. For you and I. Whosoever will. Let's find our identity in him. Let's go to our churches to find him. Let's go to the prayer closet. Let's study the Bible. Why? So we can encounter him. As a living reality, not some objective truth. Oh, well, the Bible says so, so I know it's true. No. God wants your objective truth to become a living, subjective reality in your life. And at some point, what's in this book has to jump off the pages and come into your life, or what is it? So let's pray. Father, Lord, I thank you for your objective truth. I thank you that your word is true. I thank you that every word in this book is true, the Bible. But I thank you more than objective truth, Lord. You're a subjective reality that jumps off the pages of history into our present day. I thank you, Father, that, Lord, you're more than just a Sunday school lesson, that you're a living God. Thank you, Lord, that you don't just talk about healing, but you are the healer. Thank you, Lord, that you don't talk about providing for people. You are the provider. That's what you do. That's who you are. So, Father, we pray that every person listening tonight, every person that's standing in the gap for someone, whoever that someone is, the Father, men and women, children, teenagers, everywhere, would encounter the living God, would know the, the salvation through Jesus Christ by faith. Give them faith. Increase their faith. Give them eyes to see, Lord, spiritual eyes open to see from your heavenly perspective, to see from that outside upward perspective so we can begin to do things according to your will and align ourselves with you. Father, we just thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory and the honor. And we say all glory, all honor, all power is yours, Father. And we just acknowledge it. We remember what you did on that cross. We remember what you did on the day of Pentecost. We remember. We say, come Jesus, be our Savior. Come Father. Be our loving Father. Come Holy Spirit and be our guide and our comforter. Lord, touch people now in their bodies, touch them in their minds, touch them in their marriages, touch them in their parent-child relationships. Lord, bless their relationships at work, Lord, with their employees and their and their bosses, employers, Lord. Father, Lord, we just ask, Lord, your blessings upon your people tonight. For those that don't know you, Lord, reveal yourself to their heart. Draw, 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 draw. Draw them. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog.
www.prayerinternational.org. Have a good night.